CFYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com. Visit CapturedPrey.com today for all your import and third-party Transformers needs and save even more through the Captured Prey Loyalty Program. You can also save on shipping on domestic orders of $150 or more. See website for details. CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. In a cold, far away world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stars, Kusapja here. Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure. TFYLP for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. Now, where did I put that chorus star? Ratchet, if you take the chorus star. Transformers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to TFYLP, episode number 74, recorded January 27th, 2018. I am your host, Drawn Land, a.k.a. Weird Wolf. Along with me this evening is Jack Bruner. Hey, everybody. Christian Russell. Hello. And with his back turned to the camera is Rick Alvarez. Keeping it classy. <laughs> Keeping it classy. Keeping it classy. Well, I hope everybody's having a good week this week. Um, I know it's been a very long week for me. Uh, just seemed like it's a lot of the uh, the work grind. It just seemed to drag on, and you know, twelve hour days don't go by very quickly. So I hear my wife left me for four days with the kids. I am was ready to murder those animals. Did Did you hide in a closet and and, and she literally just got home in time for me to, to say hello, spank her on the ass, and come down here. Mm. Did you ride the waist? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, something good did come this week, though. Uh, came in the mail. Uh, you remember last uh, time on the podcast, I mentioned that I ordered... Where I bought some uh, a lot of mini cons off of uh, uh, off of eBay, and I got them in, and there happened to be cool. a, a Japanese one that was in the uh, nice. in the lot there that was not that I did not know it was in there. You but, know what? I right on through my boxes of extra stuff because I got a couple of those e hobby DX mm-hmm. HX sets, extra ones of those. And then uh, this one here, I'm, I was like really excited about was the the deep dive, the little submarine. Oh yeah, nice. He yep. is good one. Cool as hell. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why. I just I, I'm just on a mini con kick again. It's like I, I, I don't really want to go all out and get you know all the Unicron trilogy again. I probably want to pick up <laughs> another uh, another Unicron because well, it's Unicron and we haven't really had a better one since. Um, and you know, it kind of ties in with our topic tonight, uh, you know, a placeholder. Uh, so a lot of people might be, uh, wondering, well, what is a placeholder? I know Rick was a little curious about it, but essentially what a placeholder is, uh, well, I'm going to let, um, Christian explain it because this idea, this podcast was his idea today. 
And then I will uh, give you my rebuttal to, to his explanation. Looking forward to it, Rick. All right, so a placeholder is an older figure or sometimes a third-party figure that you're buying to essentially occupy a space until a better version or maybe an official version comes along. So the most recent example we have, the most recent prominent example, is Bad Cube Sun Surge. People made those their masterpiece Sunstreakers, but now we've got an official one. So people are getting rid of those Sun Surges in favor of getting the official masterpiece one. But what happens when those placeholders become more permanent residents in your collection? When are they good enough or when are they not good enough? Yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent explanation. If I could add to that, uh, I would say a placeholder could also be you have your incomplete G1 wheeljack and you're waiting until you find a complete G1 wheeljack to substitute it. That's that's another Uh, good example. so besides um, completeness, uh, the um, how uh, case fresh a uh, toy might be, I, I think oh, somebody's audio is like Rick, not me. I know that. Uh oh. I'm just very new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not me. Not on my end, and I apologize for that can't hear anything <laughs> yeah somebody's got a loose connection maybe yeah I, I know it's not me because uh, it stopped whatever it was it stopped okay oh okay. so Good. let's carry on with our with our lives um so besides um how complete or how mint a toy is i would generally characterize placeholders in the modern era into two fields and you guys let me know if, if I'm wrong or if I'm being an asshole. You're usually but, an asshole, but we'll, we'll just... But placeholders work in Masterpiece, and they work in Generations. Hmm. Yep. They, they, do you, you don't think they'll work in any other line? Well, you know, do you know any third-party... I mean... There's there's not a whole lot of Armada or Cybertron third party figures or no, you know no. we've, got, figures we've got new movie that. stuff that you could have placeholders. You know, a lot of people are replacing NPM Optimus with one of the new oversized versions or uh, Alien Attack I think is doing one or they're doing the Age of Extinction version, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it breaks down into masterpiece, but there there are, you know, movie toys and there is a new movie segment coming out from Haztac. Uh, you know, that Voyager leader class uh, blackout, which is, you know, 10 years too late. Yeah, uh, but does but, that mean that your Voyager blackout from 10 years ago has been holding a place for the leader class one the whole time? Exactly. But that line's not out yet. That line's not, not yet. out yet. Um, so, well, screw you guys. I guess I was wrong on that. <laughs> God damn it. Dum <laughs> dum. But yeah, nobody's making fucking Armada toys. Sorry for cursing. I mean, you know, some third party guys are, but I mean, seriously, you're not going to be waiting for nobody's making an Armada smokescreen third well, party. Okay, you and know, it's not going to show up in generations. Well, the well, like the the Make Toys uh, Galaxy Meteor, that thing was totally out of left field. Didn't expect to have a Armada homage uh, in a third party release, but. There it is. Uh, I've it's actually incredible. got. Uh, I've actually got to. Yeah. I've, 
Yeah, was Cybertron. It? No, it's Cybertron. My bad. Uh, it was still Same Unicron thing with uh, MMC Nitro that just came out. Know your history, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Nitro. I got mine last week. It's incredible. No, which one is that? It's a override from Cybertron. Oh, well, that's random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they made it out of the hot rod. It was rod an easy remold of the of their uh, hot rod, what which is, is a great toy. Anything MMC, I'm I'm a big fan of. I uh, uh I, the thing is, is that like we spoke of last week on uh, on the uh, Unicron trilogy episode, um, you know, Unicron trilogy is of the age now when we were back then collecting the uh, the uh, the Unicron trilogy. It's as old now as Generation One was then, and that is like. That makes me feel like really old. Is that true? <laughs> it's roughly, yeah. Jeez, I mean, now yeah. I'm old. Yeah. So, you know, there, there is a bit of a nostalgia kick going on, uh, even for me. Like I said, you know, I've, I picked up some of these mini, mini cons and I'm kind of on the hunt for some more cheap ones. And uh, I remember celebrating 10 years of the Transformers, the original animated film. Ten years. That was a ninety-six. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> There's another twenty years right down the road. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just one of those things that, um, you know, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm looking for an Armada Unicron or one of the uh, the the newer releases that's more G1 accurate and color scheme, um, and it kind of makes me wonder if that eventually will be a placeholder or wind up being a placeholder for a better Unicron. Will there be a third party that will release a Unicron that's like, you know, gigantic comes in like six pieces and, uh, you know, stands five feet tall. So, uh, you know, obviously a placeholder then is a figure that improves upon the figure that you have because, you know, we, We've had no, a couple the, figures the come figure out. The figure that you have since. is the placeholder. You're replacing yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, so what do you call those figures that come out after your the figure that you version? want? The replacement. No, no, what, no, no. The replacement. What comes, no, listen. What do you call the figure that comes out after you already have your perfect figure on your shelf? Redundant. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and it's uh, and you also have to note that um, it's all in the eye of the beholder. You know, uh, some people like myself, if there had never been an, an official MP39 released, I would have been perfectly happy with my Bad Cube Sun Surge as my Masterpiece Sunstreaker. He is that good. Uh, and that being said, uh, even though I am actively trying to unload my Sun. If I were to never sell it, I wouldn't be unhappy because he is a good figure and he's. I can transform him to the opposite mode that I'm displaying Sunstreaker, which would be robot right now, and display a really nice Lambo mode. You know, uh, so it's it's kind of an eye of the beholder type thing. You you can have uh, some people think Sun Surge was awful, and then they went with Omnigonic Spinout and thought that was better. That was I actually horrible. know somebody who who thinks that Spinout was better. 
Uh, and actually, I think Brett actually thinks Spin Out was better. So that's two people. Uh, um, uh, poor, but poor um, interesting. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that there's some people that think different figures are better. And that's that's entirely up to them. You know, there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. Um, and there are people that, even though, despite MP39 has been released, they don't care. You know, it's like, okay, uh, there's a there's a better one out. There, there is a Masterpiece Sunstreaker out there, but they don't like the cartoon aesthetic. And they much prefer the version that they have, which, whether it be... Uh, Sun Surge or Spin Out or whatever whatever version they have, um, and they 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 don't care about getting the official one. There's also that viewpoint. Uh, take for example, you know, Masterpiece Inferno has been released. I don't have a Masterpiece Inferno. I have Make Toys Hellfire. Perfectly happy with it. I wouldn't mm -hmm. mind having an Inferno, and if I could pick one up decent, you know. For a good price, I'm, I probably wouldn't be opposed to it. But I'm not actively seeking an Inferno because I am perfectly happy with my Make Toys Inferno or my Hellfire. Uh, so in a way, he's a placeholder, but I'm I'm perfectly happy with him being permanent. I'm opinion. the same way with the Polyon. It's like a Polyon. I at least wanted a good looking masterpiece Megatron that had the G1 feel to him. That's what I got from it. If I got MP36, wouldn't mind. But I'm Perfectly fine with the Polyon for now. So then there's the collectors like me who feel they have to have everything official. Um, and Jack Jack touched on a subject which I thought was very interesting for me specifically was that uh, what happened. There's some figures that you might get that um, you just don't want to get rid of. You know, say you have uh, Sun Surge. And then you have uh, Masterpiece uh, Substreaker. Um, both great figures. What happens to the figure that you don't put in your group shot? And in my for, collection... For me, I sell it. Some people sell it, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, don't, I tend not to sell things. Uh, I don't sell things very often. Um, so I have my generation shelves broken down into Cybertron, all the pre-Earth modes, uh, Earth, Year One, Earth, Year Two, and then movie, 1986 movie, and beyond, right? And for the most part, I'm able to put each character somewhere in that tier. But for those characters that don't fit, and a lot of those... and. I think a lot of the characters that don't fit end up on my universe shelf. Remember the universe line, that mm -hmm. mostly line of repaints, those extra uh -huh. characters, like some of the combiner wars that shouldn't exist, like Mirage and, you know, blue streak and th those type characters for me, they end up on that shelf. So I don't necessarily always have to look at them. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like my, uh, my son surge is not displayed with my masterpieces. Now I've got him on my oddball shelf setting off to the off to, uh, off in a completely different case now uh although you know whenever before I got my sun streaker he was proudly right there in with my masterpieces it's not that he just doesn't fit it's just that he's not part of that collection or that that part of my collection anymore um 
And here's another another viewpoint too. And and, and this goes outside of masterpiece. Uh, you know, a lot of people, and and I'm included, uh, as we were collecting, like, say, 15, 20 years ago, say, whenever Unicron Trilogy came out, uh, we were actively looking for the best update, you know, in a sense, it's essentially classics, before classics were called classics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we were always looking for the best update to the Generation 1 character, the most faithful update to it. And uh, that's where a lot of those Bacon figures were coming into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, for example... I, t- I talked when, to Sergio about that earlier this week. Uh, uh, expand the, on that. 2005's Ratchet and Ironhide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then, classics didn't exist yet then, but that was an update to a Generation 1 figure. <laughs> and what about and the... And, uh, it fit in great with your Generations toys. Yep. And still does. Uh, I mean, depending on, you know, your preference. Are those figures or the official Ironhide and Ratchet yep. from, from the main line? Right. Well, what about the the rage uh, of the the people that were, uh, that got the BotCon set that had the extra Seekers in it that were actually released later at, Retail, uh, you know. Yeah, so right. essentially, yep. those botcon toys are placeholders for some people. For some people, yeah. So do you, you know, not to get off topic, but just to tell that story. No, no, we're, quick, on, we're on topic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I assume most people know the story behind that. Mm, okay, so so I'll tell it. Real may quick. not. So so um, uh, you know, I, I was involved in designing that set. And uh, at the time, the word was from Hasbro that Generations was over. And what we got was all we were going to get. So our thought was, and Hasbro agreed to it, is that we were going to complete the Seekers. That was the whole point. Because at the time, Hasbro was not going to continue with Generations. So we went ahead and, and made that, uh, I think it was called Descent into Evil or Light into Evil. I believe that evil. was a set. yeah. Descent Some into kind evil. of stupid-ass title that. Wings of Deception. Wings of Deception. That's no, yeah. Descendant to Evil was an old five set. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wings of Deception. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That makes more sense. So uh, that's where that idea came from, that we were going to complete the generation Seekers so that you can have a full set of Seekers. Unbeknownst to us and to Hasbro at the time, they were going to continue with the Generations toy line. Uh, and I think by the time BotCon came around, Hasbro had already decided to continue the Generations toy line but decided not to touch those particular characters until several years later out of respect for everyone who bought the, you know, uh, exclusive versions that you can only get at box. It was something like three years, right? Not, not kind uh, of the Japanese releases, but I want to say it's it's like seven two, at least two. Yeah. It was I funny it was because two, uh, yeah. I got, I worked on that, uh, uh, Wings of Deception set, and then I worked on the other one that came out from Hasbro la- years later. So, uh, was uh, you know, I heard there w- there was a story uh, that Brian Savage got angry and flew all the way to Rhode Island uh, about uh, and and confronted Hasbro about, hey, you know, we had this exclusive, now you're releasing a retail version of it. That's complete BS. First of all, no one can just go to Hasbro if they're mad. All right. Uh, so that's complete BS. Also, he's a licensee. Why would he, you know, well, show any anger or animosity towards him? 
And number two, think of it from, from number three, think of it from Brian's perspective. He sold out of that set in pre-registration. Mm-hmm. What does he care? He got his money yeah. out of it. He, yeah. he sold out. The people who care are the people who are trying to resell those figures on the secondary market. That's not that wasn't his his business. His Tanking business was thing. selling them at the convention, and he sold out in in pre orders. Yeah. Well, back uh, back to our main topic of discussion, though, because uh, I don't want to digress too much. I mean, there's that's an entirely different uh, discussion there. Um, but you know, I, I use Energon Rodimus as a example too of a placeholder figure. That was an uh, the most updated Rodimus Prime or Rodim- Hot Rod figure that we had to date. Uh, I remember whenever it came out, it's like, oh, he transforms into a truck, but he is so hot rod. Look at those colors. Look at the head. You know. Oh, for sure. And exactly. then, and then along, uh, you know, a couple years later, along comes Classics Hot Rod. Oh my God! You know, and then Energon uh, uh, Energon Rodimus became, you know. Pointless. Yeah. Fodder. You know, and I think that becomes almost, it's almost to to, uh, a detriment that the Generations line continues. Uh, I'm thinking of that uh, Wings of Honor Bacon set with the um, Elite Guard and it had Scourge and the Seekers in it. Um, I think, yeah, I think... uh, even at that BotCon, they announced the Scourge for the Generations line. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I think that was, that was right before I went to work at Hasbro. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, why would the marketing team allow the BotCon team to make those figures knowing how much lead time it takes to make a figure yeah, it just immediately tanks the, the specialness exactly. of having the Bacon version. Well, exactly. You know, and this is something, too, that, that's, that's an argument in and of itself. You know, uh, it is a Bacon toy. It's the only deco of that, uh, of that ilk. You know, it's yeah, like, and it, ha- it had a new head. Uh, so it makes it special in, in and of itself. Uh, you know, you're not replacing a toy with... Uh, with I mean, yeah, you're replacing a character, and uh, and it's only a replacement for those people who were collect uh, got the bot concept for the specific purpose of having, yeah, <laughs> Christian is pointing at himself for the people specific who purpose, <laughs> yeah, uh, of of having that character represented. For example, the classic seekers uh, in your collection. Um, you know, then there's you. You also have the people that buy the bot concept. Well, because it's a bot concept, these toys are special. Uh, they 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 are to be displayed with my botcon toys, not with my generation toys. Uh, so there there is a a dichotomy there of of people who collect for a different reason. You know, I, I'm not saying either one is wrong because I mean that's you know everybody's collection is their own. And we've said that time and again here on our on the show is that your collection is specifically yours. You know, uh, you might think Energon Rodimus is the best Rodimus out there, best Rodimus released to date, and that is your classic choice. It's not a bad choice, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Me personally, I think you're wrong. There's better Rodimuses out since. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not my choice, but is it I'm happy that you yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not it's not wrong. So there's there are different viewpoints out there on on every on every turn of this uh, of this 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 idea. Um, so Christian, you brought up the the topic of replacements. Uh, did you have anything else specific? Uh, besides some of the sun surge that uh, that you were that comes to mind whenever you think of a replacement, or I'm sorry, well, a placeholder character. Yeah. So a couple years ago, I went through a big sell off that sold out about a quarter of what I had. I needed to get some space. I needed to buy a car. It was a whole lot of reasons, and mostly I just wanted to kind of clear out for a lot of the extras and, and placeholders that I had. And uh, then. I told myself that I would never buy another placeholder figure, that if a figure coming out wasn't the one that I wanted to represent my ideal version of that character, I just wouldn't buy it. I would wait for the next one. Uh, Now that the Masterpiece line seems kind of unsure of itself in the future, I regret not going back and getting stuff like Huff or Grump or Willis when they were available because to me they were placeholders and I was waiting for the officials. But masterpiece is all over the place. We're we're except going, in G one now. It, yeah, we're masterpiece is all over the place. We're doing Ultra Magnus, then we're doing uh, we're doing Sunstreaker, then we're doing uh, Black Shadow, and then we're going to do Waspinator, and then we're going to do G one RC, and then we're going to do uh, Armada Optimus Prime. So I can understand yep. your frustration, but I mean, there are some third party masterpiece figures which are always, I think, going to be better than the Haztac ones. Yep, well, definitely. Um, the ones that come to my you, mind... I'm trying to go back and get them now. The ones that come to my you. mind is the uh, the Fans Toys Dinobots. I honestly yeah. don't think... That's I honestly don't think Hasbro can out... or Takara can outdo the Fans Toys Dinos. I don't getting think... Getting the it. Dinos and getting Phoenix changed my mind on that forever. And that's why I'm now trying to go back and fill in the gaps in my collection. Fans toy sovereign, you know. Uh, look at that thing. Uh, that I don't know if there can be a better Galvatron out there. Um, nope. Yeah. But nah, then again, just... then again, I could eat my words because I never thought we would see a masterpiece Sunstreaker the way we have. So <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine. You know, I, I, I put that caveat out there. It's like, you know, you think that they can't do any better. And then here they come. Yep, that, that's yeah. kind of why I've changed my way of thinking about it. I, I now p- figures that I once thought were placeholders. I'm now going back to try and get because I want them to become permanent residents in my collection. A well, year ago, I would have thought that way. You know, and you know, I'm not saying that Hasbro. Well, I guess I am saying Hasbro and Takara cannot outdo the Fansoy Dinos. Uh, in reality, they probably could. But in my in my mind, those they are won't. some those are some quote unquote placeholders. I don't see myself ever letting go of. Even if there is an official version that comes out, I don't see no. myself letting go of those because they are flipping beautiful. Uh, yep, I wouldn't do it. And they, they're uh, staying. And Fans Toys uh, Terminus Giganticus right here. Uh, that's another one up there. I'm like, how are they going to outdo this? This thing is phenomenal. Looks like it's straight uh, ripped. Straight out of the cartoon to me. 
uh, and it's it's gorgeous. I, I don't see myself ever getting rid of that. Um, so is it a placeholder? For some, it may be. Uh, me personally, I don't see it being a placeholder. Placeholders is also an unknown factor. Yes. Like I was saying, I didn't want to buy placeholder figures, and I was considering the third-party versions placeholders because, uh, in my mind, the Season 1 Autobots were definitely 100% going to get Masterpiece toys, and now I don't believe that, so I'm going to go get the best representations I can. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the thing is, is, uh, is I've had this discussion with Insane Galvatron before. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about how... It's just funny when you say someone's like user handle instead of like their actual name. It's because true. I'm, I never, I never bought into the whole. Oh, that's uh, you know, Weird Wolf or Insane Galvatron or Headmaster. Well, Dodd. the thing is, it's though. Just, so when you say Insane Galvatron, I'm like thinking like a cartoon, like <laughs> like Frank Welker in well, a high pitched voice. You know, on on that on that, let, let me let me put it this way, Rick. The first time you met me was in person. Really, I mean, I've I've seen you online before. I met, I met you, but the, you you got to know me in person. Uh, so you know me, you know my real name. But a lot of us collectors, uh, we meet online through message boards. Uh, and I know a lot of people, um, for example, uh, example uh, Hector uh, Lyle Kaiser, you know, from TFW. I, I knew him for years as Lyle Kaiser. And then I met him at BotCon once, and he introduced himself as Hector, and I'm like, he goes Lyle Kaiser. Wait, oh, you know, you know, so it's it's one of those things that that it's it's an identification thing. You know, if you see me online, if uh, you know somebody at a convention, you know, I can introduce myself as Drawn Land, uh, and if they watch this show and have been for a long time, they may know me as Drawn Land now. But there's a there are a number of people since I've been on the internet for so long on these message boards as Weird Wolf, I could identify myself as Weird Wolf, and that would be how they identify me. So I can see how you'd find it weird, but then there's also a little bit of logic to it, too. You know, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I've been on the boards as long as they've existed, man. But you never Uh, used the username. But I've always been, like, Alvarez. Like, I just find it like I've never been, like... Like, uh, Delicious Rick 69 on TFW. (laughs) You just lack creativity. Admit it. <laughs> I just came up with an awesome user handle, man. Come on. Delicious Rick 69. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, how do I even top that? I'm going to change my user. I don't think you can. What were you even talking about? Some about placeholders? <laughs> names. Placeholder names. But anyway, I I don't even remember what uh, the the point that you I were was talking to someone named Insane Galvatron yeah, about yeah I, but I, I forgot I, I totally lost the point that I was going to <laughs> so maybe it'll yeah, come back to me thanks for the thanks for the tangent Rick well yeah, it Rick's just new makes, screen it name it just scrambled my radio. brain yeah it's very interesting radio so whenever you think of placeholders uh, and I'm just going to throw this out there and whoever speaks up first can go. Uh, whenever you think of placeholders, uh, which one to you? Uh, you know, I, I said the fans toys, dinos, and Omega, and even the Skyfire is is are ones for me. Which ones to you 
um, you don't consider as placeholders in your collection? What are the permanent residents in your collection that are placeholders to some? Well, we've been just having a discussion in the live chat about Meg Toy's Downbeat being everyone's masterpiece jazz. Good point. Good choice. And I'm not sure that I would get rid of my Downbeat if a real jazz came along. Would you Would you get the jazz, though, just because it's real? I think I would double dip because jazz is my favorite character. So in that instance, yes. But if it was someone like Huffer and I had Huff... I would probably just stick with the one I had rather than try and get the official. Because it's not a character that's important enough that you feel the need to get the official. That's right. All right. Let me throw that out there. Same question, but Optimus Prime. You know, I'm not 100% satisfied with MP10. If there was a better version that I could get, I definitely would. And I'm, uh, and I'm on the opposite end of that. I'm perfectly happy with MP10. Yep. Same. Although I have to say, at one time I felt that way about about MPO one. I thought he was the perfect transformer. I thought, you know, at one time MPO one they could not outdo that Optimus Prime. And then along comes MP (laughs) two. When MP one came out and how Oh my god, this is the greatest transformer that's ever oh, it's got diecast. I wanted that toy. I, I remember, uh, I've, I've told this story a long time ago on the podcast, but I remember when MP01 was released. I pre-ordered it from BBTS, and they, it was whenever they offered that first, uh, I think it was one of those first offerings where you could actually have it uh, overnighted, uh, you know, uh, like air shipment from Japan. So I bought it. And it's like their first shipment that they got in. I was one of those that got like the, the first shipment. I paid the, like the 30 something dollars extra, you know, I did. I toy like as possible. Um, and I didn't regret it. And it was so worth it. It's, it's so funny, you know, thinking back on that stuff now, uh, alternators, how many people use alternators as their masterpiece placeholders? There are a lot of people that or, still or, do. Okay, still well, do. There's, there's people that do, but let me let me rephrase. Yes, there's people who did. Let me let me rephrase it. When MPO one came out, how many people used alternators as other masterpiece figures? All of them. All of I the did. People. Yeah. <laughs> who did Obviously, not? I have any, so I can't say for myself. I wasn't born yet, so you know. Hey, well, oh, even back then, was MPO one a placeholder for MPO four? If you're a trailer person. Well, everybody wanted the trailer, but honestly, it it just goes to show you how far Masterpiece has come where, okay, we got a Masterpiece, then we got a second one, then we got a Masterpiece Optimus Prime with a trailer. And and that trailer, that was really one of those first third-party items that was out there. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it Fans Toys as well that released the first trailer? Um, Let me... I don't think they were known as that then. If it was them. Um, I'm wanting to say it was Fans Toys uh, uh, that released a MPO1 trailer that didn't transform. It just opened up. I mean, I remember that one. The the door opened up. That's the one that I had. uh, Simply because I never Uh, intended to put it in 
base mode. It's like I got it simply so that Prime could have his trailer in truck mode. Saying iGear? Looks like iGear like made one. Yep, I'm what seeing the same thing. Trying to see through. I don't know why I was thinking fans toys then. Maybe I just got fans toys on the brain. Fans yeah, it's toys. like it's like alternators. When that first smoke was... came out, how excited were we? God. Think, oh, this is the definitive transformer. This is great. And then MP01 comes out. Oh, this is the definitive transformer. This is great. MP10. Oh, this is the definitive transformer. This is great. And it makes you wonder, you know, ten to fifteen years down the line, how are we going to feel about the modern masterpieces today? You know, are we going to have our complete uh, collections completely replaced? Uh, you know, with those toys, and and these are like, oh, that's like a a terrible version of that toy. You know, it's uh, there, they, nothing can top what we have now. I can remember whenever we we were saying that about generations. You know, it was like we we didn't have any ideas like that they were going to have a masterpiece version of say Sideswipe. And then along time, along come Sideswipe. But before that, we're, we were like, okay, this classic Sideswipe is like the best version we'll ever get. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And, and, Still you know, a great toy. Well, it, it is. But looking at it from the perspective that, you know, the Masterpiece is arguably the best version of it out there. Um, yep. And whenever you compare it to the the classic slash Henke version of that character, there is no comparison. You know, it's like this one is better than this one. Um, but in, in, in and of itself, it's not really a placeholder. The classic version is not really a placeholder. Uh, but in your mind at one time, that was the best version. So in essence, it was a placeholder. Is that does that make any sense at all? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, yes, they're completely you know different. They're completely different levels of of character. Right, yeah. they fill different needs. I mean, one's ten bucks, one is sixty bucks. That's a completely different level. Well, of I think it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Is that you know we started out as collectors looking for the definitive version of a character. And for the longest time, the classics and generations line, uh, and even to an extent, the genera- or the uh, Unicron trilogy, like I said, the Energon mm-hmm. Rodimus, uh, filled some of those holes. Uh, and then, and then along comes Cybertron smokescreen, blur, Cybertron blur, yep. or, or, or blur. Is, no Energon blur, uh, Universe Grimlock and Swoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Energon Grimlock and Swoop, but yeah. <laughs> He says that they were supposed to go to universe downward tone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, you know, we were always looking for the definitive versions. And is that what we, what ultimately we're talking about whenever we, we talk about placeholders? I mean, third party, think third party is, uh, as has thrown a whole new dynamic on there. And that, uh, the, the fact that third party is in there, um, it's and it's so prevalent right now that a lot of people view the term placeholder. You automatically, your mind automatically jumps to third party. I'm going to buy this third party toy because well, it's a placeholder. You uh, could also say I'm going to buy this until I get the Takara version. Yep, you know, I've done I'm that. going to get the Hasbro Overlord until I get the Takara Overlord. I did it just recently with uh, Titans Return, Double Cross, and Bumblebee. 
Yeah. Car versions came out later, and I was like, oh yeah, I need those more. So buy Hasbro versions. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is that you know we our our, our perception of the term placeholder, and it's been around for years. Uh, it has changed throughout the years. Uh, you know, you know we were using official versions as a placeholder for another an official version that came out eventually. Uh, yep. You know, Energon Rodimus, Classics Rodimus, and then you had. Uh, What's another Rodimus after that that was in the same? Titans uh, Return. Titan Returns. Or and Legends. Now, uh, well, the, there's Titan Returns, and now we've got Power of the Primes that does both Hot Rod and Rodimus Prime. Mm-hmm. I think it does it very well. There's a lot of people that out there that, out there that disagree. You're, you're free to do so. I, I don't know if I would count that one because, you know, Rodimus Prime and... Well, it's, it's both, though. It's both. Yes, but they're... Both characters existed prominently in the fiction. So I think most people would agree that it's okay to have a Rodimus Prime and a Hot Rod displayed. So you would have you would have both rather than just... Oh, sure. I got the, a both behind me right now. The, rather than just the, the Pop Rodimus. The Power of the, Prodim- power of the Primes... Power, power of the Rodimus. Uh, the Power of the Primes <laughs> Rodimus is the first Rodimus Prime that I've ever displayed. But right next to him, I've got Titans Return... Or actually, I've got Legends now, Hot Rod. And I got rid of Classics Hot Rod for that because I like the Legends one better. Yeah. And see, I've, I've actually got the Titan you know, Returns and the LG one because they they did a significant remold on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's so me, many things that... I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, to me, they're, they're, they're two different toys. I mean, yeah, it's the same mold, but done differently. Uh, but go ahead, you know, Rick. You know, there's so, there's so many things that... It's just, to me, I find it odd that we're discussing placeholders because, you know, you think about third-party upgrade kits. You know, that, that factors into it, too. Ultra Magnus. You, you, how, Ultra long Magnus was, how long was Classics or, uh, Ultra Magnus, our Ultra Magnus, with the, with the Fans Project add-on kit? Exactly. Or, or uh, I think, Double Dealer, Right. Uh, we put out the, the Voyager version, but then there was a great uh, third-party add-on that's got the missile and the gun, and uh, he can carry that big-ass missile on his back in vehicle mode. Uh, how awesome is that? You know, um, when you get a third-party upgrade kit, does it, does it take away that it's a placeholder because you've made a monetary investment more significant than, say, a more accurate version that came out from Hasbro later on. Well, I think... Does your investment nullify a better figure later I'll, on? I'll let Christian in. Yeah, I can speak to that. Uh, I will never, ever, ever get rid of my classic Ultra Magnus and City Commander. It's not my definitive Ultra Magnus anymore, but I love it so much. Back to your earlier point of, you know, why would you necessarily get rid of older ones, Rick? You said that earlier. That that Ultra Magnus is that for me. But at the same time, I just got rid of Classics Rodimus and the Protector Armor because I think the Power of the Primes one is way better. I'm not as attached to it. I, I don't, See, I'm not sure the for, monetary investment had anything to do with it. For me, scale also has something to do with it. That's probably why I got rid of Rodimus over Magnus. See, because... When I'm, you know, as I said, I am displaying them as, you know, pre-Earth, Earth, early Earth, Earth, post-movie. You know, so 
you know, size kind of does matter to me, which is why I never opened my Titans Return Blaster and Soundwave. Because I don't need giant versions of Blaster and Soundwave over my generation Sideswipe or my generation Sunstreaker, right? Hey, which Bumblebee do you display for classics? Do you do the classics one or do you do the Titans Return one for size? Uh, well, I have two Earth, uh, two, two Earth shelves, early Earth mm-hmm. and modern Earth. So I, I, the small ones up top, the big generations one from many years ago is, is on the second Earth. Cool. And then, you know, you put your gold bug on your, on your post movie shelf. Right. Of course. Boom. But you know, the thing is, is like, you know, I've got one too, the, uh, uh, Beast Hunter's Dark Steel. I got the upgrade kit that Vinksta made. Uh, it turns it into Death Source. And, you know, if we ever get an official Death Source, uh, you know, released and say, let's say there is a Power of the Primes Death Source on the way, it will not replace my Dark Steel Death Source because, you know, I've I've got an investment in that. I actually made the modification. I got the repro label upgrade set uh, and put on it. Uh, it has a part of me on that toy uh, in that toy. You know, it's it's something that I've invested either time or money or both in. And by the def- definition, it is a placeholder, but it it's not a placeholder. I, and I, I know that sounds confusing, but it's it's not meant to be a placeholder, but eventually it will be replaced. So in essence, it will be a placeholder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it almost sounds like double speak whenever you say that, but yeah, we'll, we'll have been feel. a placeholder. We'll have been? Subjunctive. Sh- shit chat, we'll have shitting. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, so uh, what is your placeholder? And I'll go back to my my question that I asked a while ago. Uh, what no. is your placeholder that you would be hard placed to replace? Well, I have the Classics Optimus with the Fans Project uh, Power Commander armor, and I spent, I think it was, I think I got that like tail end of 2016. So it's spent, I spent a good eight years looking for that armor. So I'm like, if I spent that amount of time and money and I would, I mean, I didn't get it for much, but still, if I would find something else to re- replace it, say the Delta Magnus, the masterpiece that Takara put up, I'm like, I kind of don't want to give that, you know, sell it off if I just, you know, spent all that time looking for one for a decent price. So it's one I really don't want to sell, and I wouldn't mind if I get Delta Magnus, but pretty much that guy is my main stay that I want to keep. Um, I think that's pretty much the one I could think of. I can't really think of anything else. Um, Actually, Movie Optimus Prime. I do realize there is the movie Masterpiece that just came out. Um. Are you talking about their Revenge of the Fallen version? That Ultimate Edition, yes. That's my Ultimate Prime. That's, I I believe, the best version. So that is my definitive movie Prime. So if, I think Duran said it earlier, the Masterpiece is ultimately the definitive version. I wouldn't mind if 
the movie Masterpiece Optimus because I have the Ultimate Edition Prime because that thing is ultimately the best in my eyes. Those are pretty much the two that stand out for me is just uh, Delta Magnus and Movie Optimus. All right, let me throw this out for you, for you placeholder collectors. Christian, would you say you're a placeholder collector? And you try, you try, okay, maybe previously at one point you were collecting and you try to have one version of each character that yes. you wanted. Okay. Yep. So in that situation, let's say somebody did a line of, tra- a subsegment of Transformers and they were all time displaced. They were cars in the 70s. Now, how does that fit in to your display? Do you buy those? even though they're not the definitive version of your character. It's a reimagined version. It's a reimagined version, you know, like the Hearts of Steel guys, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, War for Cybertron guys. How does that uh, work into people who, who are kind of focused on just one definitive version? Well, if we're doing a whole line where they're all in the 70s, I'd probably grab a couple and be like, oh, this is kind of nice. And then they go on to whatever my equivalent of Duran's oddball shelf is. But if we're still talking about reimaginings, isn't that what classics and universe and generations did? So at the same time, I was trying to get classics versions of all the original characters. And sometimes they didn't mesh and they weren't exactly their old alt modes because they got updated and reimagined. And I wanted all of those. So I don't know. It's like... um... It's like the War for Cybertron blaster. Everybody wanted a blaster for their generation self, right? Yep. So there's a blaster out. But then you have those third-party blasters, which are kind of like deluxe size, but they turn into an actual boombox. Mm-hmm. And I have those, and I think those are, are more awesome than the one that I worked on, which is the Warp Cybertron blaster. Um, it's just... Well, uh, another good example is Blitzwing. Uh, there's the Generations Blitzwing that we got... A few years Great ago, example. I think I think you used that uh, that you was in on that, Rick. and it's a good toy. Yeah. It is a really good toy. But me personally, I think the Titan Returns one actually Far is superior. better uh, is, is is superior so much better because it pulls off the alt modes better. Here, here's the only thing I wish the the brand new Titans Return uh, Blitzwing had was all three animated faces. As headmasters. And see, that uh, that to me was not a selling point of the, uh, of the nope. generation. I wish it hadn't had that. I took that head off and gave it the Dr. Wu kit, so it just had the G1 one. Man, that hurts. I, I worked on that. <laughs> well, I, I'm not saying I that it was sure a bad idea. I'm not saying it was a bad idea. And I I'm sure there's a was. lot of... It's not what I wanted for that collection. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I absolutely love the head, but mine actually started falling apart. But I thought the execution was perfect. I absolutely loved it. I just didn't really feel... It, you know, on the blitzwing on it as my G1. You know, the reason that came about was because I was so in love with animated. And I thought animated did such a great job of reinventing that character oh, that definitely. I felt we had to pull that into the mainstream of Blitzwing to make it more interesting. Kind of like Bulkhead. You pulled Bulkhead out of animated and you put him more into the mainstream because he was like an interesting character. Lockdown, same thing. Uh-huh. You know, now left onto generations. He's in the movie. He's in the comics. But the two you just mentioned, Lockdown and Bulkhead, were created for that. Blitzwing was reimagined for that. So you could argue that the G1 Blitzwing 
having existed for so much longer is a stronger characterization than what came after. Exactly. Maybe that's why people didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, is that, like like we said, uh, I said before, the idea of having the multiple faces, I get it. Uh, and awesome. I uh, and it is awesome, uh, and I don't think that it's it was it was a bad idea. I don't think that it should have. I'm not sitting here saying that it should have never been done. It's just I'm saying that for me that was not a selling point for that particular toy. When I displayed that Blitzwing, when I owned it, I never used the other faces. I whenever I got it out of the package, I did the little gimmick. I, I go, huh, that's mm-hmm. neat, and then I put him on the shelf with a G1 face. Uh-huh. You know, uh, because that's, to me, that's Blitzwing. And I understand that there are kids out there that animated Blitzwing is Blitzwing to them. You know, yep. they don't have connection to the Generation 1 Blitzwing. And so it's not a placeholder to them. It is their, or their, it is their we've said it before, it is their G1. And to them, having the multiple faces is a selling point. It makes the toy their own. And... I think that is a significant uh, point in that it all it's all well, it goes back to what I said earlier. It is all in the eye of the beholder. What is what is definitive to you? And I think that's ultimately what we're talking about here is what is the uh, a placeholder is the definitive version until a better one comes out in your collection. Uh, and if not, if it doesn't. If a better version doesn't come out, then is it ultimately a placeholder? Do you still consider it a placeholder in your collection? Let's say, for example, so, so you Transformers got Transformers ends. Yeah, tomorrow. Let's, let's say let's say you got the Bad Cube uh, Speed Bump or the uh, what was the Ocular Max version of it called the Terragus. You got one or the other. And that is your trail breaker for now. And you know, in your mind, you're like, oh, this is a placeholder until the official one comes out. Uh, And let's say, like what Rick says, Transformers ends tomorrow, or they just never release an official masterpiece trail breaker. Um, You know, do you still look at that toy as a placeholder? You know, do you, do you, do you actively look? And think this is a placeholder. I think I, as I, long as there's hope of another one coming along, it could continue to exist as a placeholder. Yeah. But do you actively look at it and think that's a placeholder? I admit I've I've thought that with certain <laughs> figures in my collection. Oh no, a Massey attack Uh-oh. that is not Massey. <laughs> that's Roxy. Welcome a Roxy attack. <laughs> See, this this is a very interesting conversation for me to have because I've never I've never collected like this. Like the only when I think placeholder, as far as you know, is what we're talking about. I think oh, you know, my uh, my G one Cyclonus in the box. I need an upgrade on on that one. Eventually, I'll get a nicer G one Cyclonus in the box. That's and I never thought of it that way. That's such a, an interesting way to look at it because it's essentially the same thing. It's just never mm-hmm. in the context that I imagined. I'm replacing something with the same thing. Right. But it's it's a better version to you. You know, your, your crappy beat-up one from 30 years ago is not going to be as good as far as being a collector as a brand-new minted box one. Right. 
totally get that. And I'm I'm glad you brought that up because, like I said, I hadn't thought of that part of it. And that, but and plenty that, of people were doing that before there was classics and before there was masterpiece. And then, and then that's why you get stuck with like I got three carded versions of the race car patrol on the U.S. card because I'm like, well, this one's not that. This one's much better than this one. And then, well, this one's much better than that one. So in that instance, if you're if you've got let's I don't know how many you have, but if you've got the whole G1 run carded and in reasonably good condition are you always looking for new ones or if you see better ones do you pick them up and if so doesn't that make your entire collection placeholders in a way interesting 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 observation um i mean there's certain figures i don't actively look for placeholders um but i guess you could say if it's possible that i found one that's nicer and I deemed it to be the right price at the right time, then yes, I, I guess technically my entire G1 collection is a placeholder up until a point. And where does that point end? Up, up until, you know, like I don't, I personally don't grade my toys. I don't need to pay someone to tell me what, what the value of my toys are, but up until the point where I deem that would be a 100, that would be a hundred percent AFA graded item. At that point, I leave it alone unless there's a variant. Right. And then I need to go out and get the variant. Well, it's like me, you know, I'm always searching for, I know there's a knock a knockoff out there, but I'm always searching for the official released actual sealed G1 Weirdwolf. I want a U.S. sealed G1 Weirdwolf in my collection. I ha I have a complete G1 Weirdwolf. I actually have two. My girlfriend's uh, is, is one too. They're, they're both complete. They're bo uh, mine from my childhood is a little bit played with condition, but I will never sell it again, you know? Um, and... If I ever get a sealed G1 Weird Wolf, it's that original Weird Wolf is not a placeholder for it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I will have a better version basically because it's sealed, but it's not a placeholder. I differentiation too that we need to uh, to bring up. You know, getting a version of a toy, and then you get a better version of it, but it's not replacing it. It's just to supplement it. Is a, if that makes any sense, you know, I uh, hmm. that's my favorite character. I have it already. I just want the most pristine version of that character I, I can get. Um, and that goes back to Rick saying he's got three carded versions of the race exactly. control. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 nicest one that he has is not the replacement for, for the, the crappiest one that he has, but right, mm -hmm. it's it's more of a supplement. <clears throat> um, hmm. I think that's that's important to bring up too. You make me feel like my whole G one collection now is just like expendable almost. And see, and uh, see, Rick, you thought this topic was not applicable to you at all, and now by the end of the show, <laughs> you're looking at your <laughs> whole damn collection. You're going, "Holy crap! I never viewed it this way." <laughs> yeah. Like I now, I'm looking around. I'm like shit i gotta replace that but then there's like other figures i don't have like do i get the other figures i don't have 
or do I actively pursue something I already have that I'm just going to replace with the exact same thing? Well, I think a collection is in flux by nature. And if we ever stop having collections in flux, we stop being collectors. You know, that's what I love about Transformers. Though There's always going to be something to collect. 35 years, and I'm still finding things from G1 that I didn't know existed. I want to thank James Roberts. He's the uh, great, very talented uh, writer for uh, the Idwa, IDW comic books. Uh, he was nice enough to sell me the uh, Transformers G1 pegboard and ship it all the way from the UK to me. Nice. Very cool. I had no idea this thing existed. Who knew that there was a pegboard and that someone kept it and it's in beautiful condition? And then I, I found it. And now I have it. Wow. How the fuck did I buy out of, that? Out of, out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But see, that's the thing, you know, there's... There's always going to be things that there's always going to be something for me to collect. Even if I collect, even if I have every single Transformers piece that I ever wanted, I'll still be able to collect because I'll always be looking for one that's more mint than the one I currently have. Well, and you know, there's something that that's that we've mentioned here on the show before. Uh, we've actually talked about it as the topic of uh, of entire episodes uh is there ever a point whenever you think you'll be completely done collecting uh there has been at at times in my life that i feel like you know i i don't want to do this anymore i've been doing this all my almost all my adult life you know there was maybe a span of 10-ish years uh that i didn't collect transformers maybe less you know it's a time from you know, in my early high school years to the time I got married. Uh, and, you know, I just, I, I didn't collect Transformers in that span of time. But I was still a fan, I just didn't actively follow them. Mm-hmm. And then I became an adult collector, and I have been faithfully ever since. Ever since. And so, you know, there there comes a point whenever the grind feels like the grind. You know, it really catches up with you, and you're like, I want to stop. I, I want to just not do this stuff anymore. And then there's always that one thing that, that catches your eye and you're like, it's like, you're talking dirty to me. You know, I, I, I want that toy. You know, mm-hmm. my wife has reached that point with transformers just from the <laughs> sheer volume of stuff that I have. When we moved to this house, it took four 42 foot long trucks to move us. Two and a half of those trucks were my collection and display cases. A truck and a half was for the house. Wow. So it took nine guys to do this. So like, she, that is she alone, just tired of like, hearing the, uh, the word transformer. She's just tired yeah. of the volume of stuff. And I'm in the basement and we've been working on it for almost two years now. We're like 24 grand deep into this basement. It's nowhere near being done. And our three-car garage is just filled with boxes. It snows here. I live in Massachusetts. It snows here in the winter. She and wants the place to put she, her damn car. <laughs> she wants to put her car in the garage and plug it in at night. She has one of those plug-in hybrid things. I had one What's of those. She has the Prius. She's got the Prius you plug it into the wall. I had jolt. And, and uh, it, <laughs> you know, she wants, to, she wants to plug it into the in, inside the house. 
So she's at an end with my Transformers collection. And then, and then, you know, I'm a stay at home mom, you know, and then, you know, there's the other side of it where she'll look at the credit card bill and she'll be like, what did you buy? Why do you spend so much money on toys? What are you doing? Why are you spend? My wife is very Chinesey. So she's like, <laughs> I, I, she's one of those Asian countries. I don't, I try not to get involved. Does he, does she ever call you Lick? Lick Alvarez? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. No. I went there. <laughs> Why? Uh, Come back from there. I, I will say. Don't stay there. This is how, this is how, uh, you know, I, I, I adore my wife. I, I I love her almost as much as I love myself, and uh, I I will say this is how Chinese she is and how much I've embraced her culture. Our daughter's middle name is Wing. 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 W i n g. Wing. Wing. Okay. Right. It's a China, It's a you know traditional Chinese name. Mm-hmm. So her first name's Madeline. So we call her Mad Wing. And I call her Mad Wing, thinking one day she's going to grow up to be a fighter pilot, and that's going to be her call sign. Mad Mad Wing. It's <laughs> pretty legit. Well, you know, I think we've had a good discussion tonight about placeholders and replacements uh, for particular toys in your collection, uh, different ways to view it. Uh, maybe you have got placeholders in your collection. Maybe you think of them as placeholders in your collection. Maybe you had them and never realized it until now like rick you know <laughs> you know you go into this uh, this show and you're like uh, what, I, you know this I don't whole relate show just pissed me off this whole show just pissed me off yeah, just just me off. yeah. questioning my entire life see that's what questioning, we do at tfyop do i have to upgrade we... my overlord do i have to upgrade my wife what do i need to do now <laughs> <laughs> you know we, here at tfyop we just take your idea uh your 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 of your hobby and flip it upside down on its head and and make you rethink it all the time all the time well i hope everybody has enjoyed this episode uh and uh if you have any thoughts on the matter please let us know on our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tfyop uh you know we're always active on there talking about this and this uh, particular episode will be or is is actually in the Facebook group, uh, so you can actually go in there and comment uh, below, or you can tweet us at tfyop on Twitter. Uh, I'm always uh, on my phone. I just stay buried on this thing. So um, you know, if you if you tweet me, I'll I'll get it. Uh, just at tfyop on Twitter. And as always, if you love what we do here on tfyop. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash TFYLP and uh, help us continue our efforts, help continue to upgrade. Uh, I am in desperate need of a new computer now because this one is getting ancient and way too This show. Uh, one to actually broadcast with and one to control with. So that gives you an idea how uh, how much is involved in doing this little Rinky Dink podcast that nobody listens to or watches. And so, if it, you want to upgrade your podcast, yes, join the Patreon. Join the podcast or join the Patreon. You, Even if it's just five dollars a month, it helps everything that we do here. Uh, so, this and, is the placeholder 
podcast? No, it's not. The real TFYLP this, podcast? No, this is, re- uh, this is the real podcast. The, the only true Transformers podcast out there. Oh. Yeah. There's room for everyone. <laughs> There is, um, but you know, again, if you if you love what we do, uh, I will have a uh, a, a caveat though. Uh, the the highest option on there, um, we stated that you uh, it's stated right now that you will get a uh, signed autographed Supreme Class Cheetor from Headmaster Dawn. <laughs> uh, we've we've got we've got one person that's already got that. Uh, well, it's, uh, I've I've got it over here. I'm waiting for the shirts to come in so I can I, I, I can get that out. Uh, but uh, replace that with a autographed copy of the unofficial guide to Transformers from Rick Alvarez, uh, and. Uh, that will be uh, the the replacement thing. So you get a free copy of that autographed by Rick, and uh, that will be our hundred a hundred dollar tier. Um, so it's it's very much appreciated if you help us out at Patreon.com/tfylp. And as always, check out our sponsor CaptureProy.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. CaptureProy. You guys have any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, I do. Where did the name Captured Prey come from? I don't know. You'd have to ask Orson Christian. He's no, not me, Orson. <laughs> You'd have to ask Orson Christian. <laughs> no, you're Chip. You're not Christian. Who knows who I am anymore? We need to get you a little wheelchair for <laughs> for the for the conventions. <laughs> we go around. You have a little. <laughs> you ha- have that'll a little be his cosplay. Yeah, that'll be his cosplay. Uh, wheel him around in a wheelchair, holding a floppy disk, and saying, "I have courage." <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to be done with the show. Good night, everyone. <laughs> yes. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time on TFYLP. Have a good night. Yay, you go, sir. I got mail. Do you got mail? This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs> ha ha!